Yes, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Dynasty Hot Seat. It's the only Dynasty show out there that's a certified inferno. And today we got another return guest back on. We got Liam from the Five Yard Rush team. You can of course catch him over at the Five Yard Dynasty podcast and over at Five Yard Rush as well. And one of the organizers of the UK Fantasy Football Collective event. Can't wait to get talking to him about all things Dynasty and, and a couple other things as well just for for good fun and and good times for all so let's get this show started and get right into it Hello, 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 and welcome back, everybody. You know, sorry I missed everybody last week, feeling very much under the weather, but glad to be back this week, and very glad to have to have Liam back on the show. You can find him over on Twitter at the FSA tweets, and what is that? The, the fantasy sports addict, Liam, if I'm remembering correctly, is that what it stands for? Yes, it is. You're yes. you're correct. Yeah, I'm glad you're feeling better as well because it's Thank never you. the same when Dynasty hot seats not out. Oh, thank you very much. And and keen viewers, if you're if you're on YouTube, you may have noticed we we've added a little extra, you know, today. We've actually got the, the flickering flames actually moving about below. So so hopefully everyone's enjoying that. And hey, if you enjoy it, why not hit that subscribe button on YouTube, right? That, that always helps out. So so Liam, great to have you on board. So obviously you do stuff for, for the five yard team, your five yard dynasty show, you're you're involved with the UK Fantasy Football Collective Group. You know, a busy man. It's great to have you taken some time out and coming on the show. How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm all good. Um, thanks for having me on. I mean, yeah, as you said, um, you've got the you've got the flames on. It's feeling quite hot under my ass right now. It's it's uh, proper lighting up underneath there. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I I, um, I edit for Five Yard Dynasty. I'm also on the podcast um, as the host with Rich, who you had as a return guest already. Yep. Um, yep. And then um, so all of their work. Um, including our writers, the podcast, everything is at Five Yard Dynasty. Um, and then also the UK FFC um, or the UK Fantasy Football Co- Collective. Um, we run an event every year. Last time I was on the show, it was just before we announced it. So I couldn't yes. remember whether the um, pod was going to go live before or after <laughs> um, the announcement. So I, I was struggling to decide whether to say too much, but I'm happy to announce that the 2022 event in um, in July that's just gone was amazing. We had about 70, yeah. 75 people there, um, which is great for the first um, first ever event of that kind. And then, um, yeah, we've already announced the 2023 event. It's going to be at Belushi's um, in London Bridge. Um and that's going to be roughly two to three hundred people capacity. So we're trying to fill that out as much as possible, uh, as you can kind of understand. No, Mags was there along with the the rest of the wildcard group, and mm-hmm. um, Five Yard Rush was there. There were, there were plenty of people there. Um, but yeah, if you want to go find out more information at five um, at UKFFC on Facebook or at underscore UKFFC on Twitter. Um, you buy your tickets, £10 each, everything goes to charity. 
Uh, we had an auction last year. We had raffles last year. We had panels. Um, this year, it's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. Um, and we're going to have a bit more, um, as a slight teaser, we're going to have a bit more focused around new um, into basically everything, new into content, new into um, fantasy in general, new into dynasty. We're going to look at a lot more in terms of that as well as all the usual panels. So get your tickets. Absolutely love that. And, you know, I bought my ticket the first day. Come on, Liam. I must be one of the first tickets to be bought. I don't know if you can check, but I must be up there I for one check. first. I'll, I'll sit here and check for you while you carry on with the show. Oh, that is fantastic. So we're um, we're going to get into a few a few different things. We want to have a have kind of a first here for for uh, I think on the fun on the well, say the, the fantasy football <laughs> collective. First on the dynasty hot seat, we're going to have Liam's in the middle of a very special league where he's actually drafting right now. He's he's on the clock. We're going to get to that in a little bit, and we're going to make his pick for him. Uh, and then we're going to have a look at two dynasty leagues, uh, one with myself and my team, and then one with one with Liam's team as well. But the, the first thing we're going to do is just get into just some general hints and tips for, for Dynasty players. And, you know, it could be for this week. It could be just in general. We'll, we'll have a little chat about it as well. So, so Liam, you got, you got any hints or tips for, for the people listening? Yeah, I mean, first of all, um, play Dynasty like it is a stock market. I know that yeah. there will be other people that have come on and said this, but I cannot hit home how important this is. Play it like it's a stock market, even if you don't like stocks. And unfortunately, Dynasty is what it is. Um, the values will go up, values will come down. The only thing that is constant is that picks will always get more valuable as you come to that draft. And then that is when they're most valuable. Other than that, every player's value could go up and it could go down. We saw Jonathan Taylor, consensus running back one. Najee Harris, consensus running back two, near enough. Um, or you had DeAndre Swift running back three. You had that that sort of top three at your running back position um, in the offseason. And all three of them have come down in value. You've still got JT as your running back one, maybe, in Dynasty, depending on who you mm. speak to. But yeah. at the moment... You, you can see that value decreasing. You can also see Justin Jefferson's value still rocket sky high because yeah. just incredible. So always play Dynasty like a, a stock market, basically, and try to buy low and sell high, but you're never going to know whether you're actually buying low or yeah. buying high, unfortunately. Yeah, I think that's a really good tip. That's kind of how I... I do try and approach it, especially as you kind of grow and you get in more and more leagues. It's like just recognizing dips and recognizing peaks. And it's, it, I think it's definitely harder to sell at a peak, right? Because you're yes, like, this definitely. player is producing yeah. and he's doing stuff for me. Like right now, I mean, you should probably sell Josh Jacobs, right? But nobody wants to. Like he's yeah, about yeah. as, as <laughs> yeah. high as he's ever going to get. But, you know, he's usually on a contending team at this stage. So it's hard because you're like, if I sell him, I'm not a contender. So, it's really hard with Dynasty, right, to try and balance that. And then it's I find it I, find, I certainly find it easier to, to spot the dips. Like, for example, uh, it was last year whenever AJ Brown was going through a dip, it was like, I'll I'll have some of that. Like, I'll buy me some AJ Brown. Yeah. Um, and this year, Elijah Moore, I suppose, right, has been one of those guys that went through a big dip. And I was like, let's see if I can get Elijah Moore for a second or not a second, sorry, a third. I think in two leagues, I got a bite on a third and a fourth for Elijah Moore. And that's already starting to go up like that, right? 
Yeah, that that that's an incredible deal. I mean, if yeah. I had Elijah Moore, which I do in a lot of leagues, I have so much Elijah Moore. The only reason I yeah. know that is I drafted a lot of Garrett Wilson because he was my wide receiver one in this draft, um, yeah. and then I ended up with two Jets wide receivers on a lot of on a <laughs> yeah. lot of leagues. Um, but yeah, just the the idea of buying low and selling high is so simple to say, and it is so hard to execute, as you said, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I mean, the the chances of you being able to sell him right now, you're, he's either on a contending team or you're having to pay a ridiculous amount to try and get him. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, if you can get him for a 23 first, then that, that's a good value, like mid to late 23 first, mm-hmm. that's good value. Because as you said, I, do, I don't think his value is going to be any higher. No, certainly not. Especially like looking at it at the start of the season, people were like, well, Samir White's going to take over the backfield anyway. So why would <laughs> yeah. I want Josh Jacobs? And yeah. it's amazing how much things change. So yeah, you gotta you gotta treat that like a stock market. And uh, what I also quite like one of um, the guests I had on before. You can find him at, at Charles Chill FFFFB. I think it is his Twitter handle. Um, he always says you want to diversify your portfolio, which is a real stock markety term, right? It that means very well, stocky, right? Don't be too heavily invested in in one particular share or one particular thing. So, you know, if you're torn between drafting, you know, one A or one B, go for the one that you've got less invested in and and that'll kind of yeah, diversify your your portfolio. One of my favorite terms I've, I've learned doing this show. I kind of like that tip, but at the same time I don't because I'm a firm believer of going to get you guys. So yeah. I, I if you are stuck between two, yeah, I get, I, I get it. Um, I have definitely done that myself. I'm not saying I haven't. Um, but yeah, if, if there's a guy that you're extremely high on, like I was with Garrett Wilson or, mm. um, I mean, Christian Watson, I have a good in a bunch of leagues um, and I picked up a few when he was injured going into the yeah. season. But um, just knowing that I was high on him, just going to get your guy and and that paid off over people that were going for sky more though sky more's now on a bit of an upward trend as well so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. could be looking at a good class this year yeah absolutely yeah they're a bit of a late blooming class right but they're they're coming good yeah definitely um yeah yeah, so i love that as a as a tip liam did you do you have anything else to say or will will we dive right into into this draft um actually i've got one more that kind of ties into it with trading as well um so with picks when you trade for a pick don't Mm. think that because you've traded for them you have to then make that pick um the way that i see trading for picks is regardless of what year it is you're trading for an asset that is never going to go down um Mm. unless there's a freak massive injury spree where all of the running backs suddenly turn that tear their ACL within the fan, the college playoffs, which God forbid yeah. doesn't happen. I'm not saying that I want that to happen whatsoever. Yeah. Um, but unless something ridiculous like that happens, which the likelihood is so minuscule that it's never going to happen, um, mm. that pick value is never going to go down. So when you trade no. for a pick, you are trading for that constant value um, that will never change up into or will never go down and depreciate so um when you trade for a pick don't think okay i've traded i've got to think of who i want in in say the 108 or 109 wherever that pick is going to end up because you can always move that pick afterwards yeah yeah i really like that as well especially for like 
picks kind of down down the line, right? It's it's a good idea that you know you might have that twenty. Say you trade for twenty four pick right now. People are like, "Why are you twenty four pick?" You know, this time next year, people are be losing their minds about Marvin Harrison Jr. or whoever else is coming <laughs> yeah. out of that class, right? And then that picks value, right? It's never going to go down. It's only going to go up. And yeah, there's there's no point thinking I'm definitely going to take this guy because you don't know who's going to go where. You know, until yeah, the NFL draft, usually, right? So, yeah, use definitely, those picks yeah. as different. Like, I don't know what the equivalent is in the stock market, Liam. I'm not that. I'm not that smart, but I imagine there's there's some kind of equivalent, like some kind of bond, right? Uh, I'm not a stocky person at all. So even though I say <laughs> all of this about the stock market, I don't actually <laughs> trade personally. So, um, I don't talk, don't come to me about portfolios. You need to go to your other guys. Yeah, just don't end up like that block a Jenga on the, on the big short, right? You don't want everything to fall over like in that one great movie. That is that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, circling back to the UK FFC, um, Matt, yes. you were actually the eighth ticket, mate. Eight. Eighth. That's pretty eighth. good. Yeah, wow. so you were one of that the must... first, but you were not the first. Not the first. Well, I, managed, I thought the organisers might get in ahead of me, right? You guys might. I, might I'm only counting me. general admission tickets, not even panelist oh. tickets and stuff. So... Damn. Yeah, um, but looks of it, a few people got there a day or two before you. Um, so you were very early on, and we appreciate your ticket. But sorry Thank to burst your bubble there, mate. Twenty twenty four. I'm gonna be first on that list, right? <laughs> Give me. Can we? Can I buy my ticket? Yeah, I'll buy the twenty four <laughs> ticket today, so I'm like a year ahead of everybody, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you a heads up. Um, yeah. I just wanted to say sorry. I completely forgot the date. The date is the 8th of July, 2023 for the UK. Shameless. So guys, go. Need to put that oh, in there. Absolutely. Yeah, guys, go go get your tickets and yeah, I'll I'll see you there, right? Amazing. Yeah, we um, will. We will. All right, Liam, let, let, let's dive in then and let's have a little look at, we're going to go into uh, one of your teams first now. Do you want to explain, I'll, I'll pull up the draft board here. Uh, do you want to talk us through, this is a kind of different style of league, right? Do you want to talk us through what what is this league all about and how is it kind of different to your standard dynasty league? Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty sad in terms of during the season, I'm cooking up new league formats for the off-season that I can then execute for the following season. So this is something I came up during the last season, so the 2021 season. Um, and it's completely redraft. It's nothing to do with Dynasty, but I just thought it'd be a good exercise to have on here because it only looks at the following week. Um, so yeah. it's called Redraft Extreme. I'm not going to take the... Um, credit for that name because Luke in the middle um, actually came up with the name. Um, oh, I but, know Luke, yeah. Um, what you do is you just draft a new team each week. So once the week's over um, on a on a Monday night, it would well, be Tuesday morning for us Brits, but you drop mm. all your players and then the net, you, you start a draft immediately for the following week. So this is the week 13 draft. Um, and it's currently my fifth pick um for scoring it is just standard i didn't want to do anything special it's ppr um just normal my minus um i believe it's minus two for interceptions no tight end premiums no first down points or carry points or anything like that um but it is super flex um and it is nine um teams so i can pull the teams up in a second but 
Um, is there anything that you thought was quite interesting just from that yeah. initial look? <laughs> this is only looking at week 13. I mean, the first thing that I am noticing right away is Christian Watson has gone very early, right? Look at that. Did, He's gone yeah. right, af- right after Mark Andrews. So obviously we got a we got a believer in what is that a Packers fan? That's is that Aaron Jones? It is. Yeah, it is a Packers fan. For some reason, the uh, for some reason the tab doesn't want to show the team properly. But I'll let you look like this. But it is a Packers fan that took Christian Watson in the third. Yeah, I thought that might be right, but that that's well. Man, the guy's been on a roll. He's got them like he's he got has. like six six touchdowns in the last three games, or he, he has yeah six touchdowns in the last three games. He's been a wide receiver ten or higher in the past three weeks as well, which is incredible. Yeah, so can't can't really argue against it. And and in terms of the team you've got at the minute, you got Dak in there, right? You got Jamar Chase, yeah. who's who's due to be back, I assume, then, right? I, I hope so, because otherwise yeah. <laughs> I'm having to pick someone up from waivers and I don't really want to waste a second-round pick. But I thought yeah. the upside of Chase being the wide receiver one on any given week, especially going up yeah. against Kansas City. Because um, as I said, you're only looking at this week, so you just want to look at this week's matchup. Yeah. In Kansas City, that could be a massive shootout. Um, yeah, it could. So having the up- wide receiver one upside, that's all I needed. As I think he's the wide receiver four off the board there, or five, sorry. Yeah. Wide receiver five off the board, so. Makes sense to me, and then Mark Andrews obviously will will just continue to be Mark Andrews, and then you go, you go in for Deshaun Watson, who's got a very favorable matchup against you know his old his old Texan teammate. So that's you on the board there. Just looking at it, we're in round five. Are you thinking right? We need to get a running back here. What, there's a lot of green in that board, though. A lot of running backs gone. Who've who've you got available to you? Yeah, so I I was looking at running backs. Um but I'm not hugely sure on whether I want to take any. So you've obviously got to take buys in uh, into yeah. account. So yeah. guys like James Connor is currently off the board. And um, mm. with a lot of injuries currently going on, I'm not sure who I want to take. I mean, Cordero Patterson is a guy that I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Damian Pierce, again, yeah. another guy. He's been a little bit on the downside at the this point but he's still mm-hmm. still been pretty good um but i was also looking at see this this is where the one week thing comes in because i was looking at latavius murray as well because yeah you would never expect him to go this early but he's got that workhorse back right now so mm-hmm. he, he's kind of a guy that i'm thinking about um and i don't know the injury news on jeff wilson but again jeff wilson has been incredible when he's played so he's another guy yeah. that i've also looked at so what would you say, Max? Do you want to go running back here or should I go another wide receiver and have a look who's there? So, yeah, let's have a look and see who's at receiver, right? And and, and have a look, see if there's anyone obvious standing out. Like, obviously, with this kind of format, you're probably going to look to want to stack some people too, right? So, like, a Deshaun yeah, Watson, I don't, know, like a, don't know if like an Amari Cooper is available or... No, he unfortunately went at the 504 just ah. before. I, he, that was a stack that I was looking at, but unfortunately yeah. he's already gone. Okay, so let's see who you got, Debo. Are the, 49, the 49ers aren't on the bio, are they? No, they're not. He's just injured at the moment, which is Debo. probably why people are shying away from him. Because injuries yeah. in this, if you if you waste a high-end pick, yeah. um, it, it's a massive undertaking because then you have to play the waiver game um 
because there are waivers, but you only get one chance at waivers before the Sunday games, and that's it. Yeah, so it's fairly thin as well, I imagine, right? Uh, yeah, okay, for starters, so, it is. So, um, who's who, who's standing out? I can't, I can't quite fully make out the names. Who's standing out to you there, Liam, in terms of um, wide receivers that are available? And let's let's compare it to you know the running backs that we had. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, Terry McLaurin has been pretty good um yeah. for for the entirety of this year um yeah. i mean debo if he's not injured sounds like a, a great play yeah um and then this is where again going into the depths of the players i'm looking for guys like chris olave who has been incredibly good for yeah. the season um yeah. garrett wilson also has great potential so i'm looking at guys like that that i'm that are probably further down because this is obviously looking at the whole year whereas we're only looking at the yes. one week um so that's probably my cue there so i've got running backs of Cordero patterson and damian pierce um i could even throw isaiah pacheco in there thinking about it because he he yeah. looks to have that um looks to have that game or running back room sorted. Yeah, he and definitely has it for now. Yeah, Melvin Gordon obviously coming in, but I think Pacheco at least for for the meantime will will definitely have that running that running back position locked down. Um, you know he's been sneakily good. I don't know if he's gone yet or not. He probably has, I imagine. But uh, Tyler Lockett this year, right, has kind of flown under the radar as well. Uh, just seeing the Seahawks playing against the Rams, who have been absolutely dreadful. Uh, so that might be an interesting matchup there. Yeah, Tyler Lockett. I've had him on a few of my uh, teams this year, and he's been quietly solid. So yeah. um, who are you thinking, Mags? Should we go running back or wide receiver here? I think there seems to be more depth at wide receiver, right? So. Yeah. If there's a run of running backs, that would crush you a bit more than if there's a one at wide receiver. Yeah. So I think you should probably get a running back locked up here. What What do you think? Do you okay. agree, sir? Yeah, I, I I'm agreeing with you there. Um. So just for reference, the team is two running backs, two wide receivers, and two flex. Cool. So cool. Um. Yeah, I I do agree that the the depth is going to fall off pretty quickly. Um. I noticed Mar Sanders as well, which was quite interesting. I think I'm leaning well, to Pierce here, but I'm yeah, kind of so... torn between Pierce and um, Sanders right now. So Pierce, uh, obviously going up against the the Browns and Sanders. I'm trying to see Philadelphia's matchup. Um, he is going up against the Titans. Uh, Titans have been okay against the. They have the run, right? The run. Yeah, so I think I might lean there then, Damien Pierce. But then, yeah, the Browns. That that's tricky, right? Because you don't you don't feel it good is. about this. But that's kind of the nature of the league, right? It's kind of trying yeah, to exactly. get out of the the dynasty mindset, right? Um, I don't know if any Buffalo or New England backs are available. That is due to be a very windy game. Um, so I don't know um, if anyone there. Stevenson has already gone. He was a guy that I was looking at pretty early on, but then yeah. um, Andrews was there, so I couldn't pass up him. 
Yeah. Um, who about, are we thinking about, in Buffalo? Hines or what about Singletary? Devin Singletary? Let's see if Singletary's there. Yeah, he's still there. Okay, so that will be an interesting show. I, I imagine you could wait on Devin Singletary actually um, to pick him up a little bit later. Um, Potentially, I, yeah. I, Damien Pierce is interesting, right? But the Texans suck so much that it's hard <laughs> the to. Texans suck. Yeah, it's so hard to trust. What? What? What's? Uh, can Can we click on Damien Pierce? See how he's been doing um, the last few weeks? Because I don't know if his num. I don't know if his numbers have trailed off. Yeah. So in PPR, he's been getting just over ten to fifteen points each game. So his his PPR okay. points have been pretty solid. Yeah. Okay, I think I might lean Damian Pierce then, just over Miles Sanders, just based on I think the Titans might do a better job of, of stopping Miles Sanders than the Browns do of stopping Damian Pierce. Let's hit it then. Mags, if this backfires, this is on you, mate. Yeah, okay, I'll, I, will, I will take that. Okay, Damian Pierce is locked in, and hopefully you'll get, you know, Devin Singletary is a sneaky, is a sneaky pick later down the road as well, because I think he might have a good week. Fingers crossed. Let's have a look. Nice. Um, okay, so hopefully I'll not let you down too much there, Liam. <laughs> you've got um, you've got your you've got your dynasty team uh, ready for I us do. as well, right? Which we're we're going to have a little look at. So now this is again this is a big team, right? This is a, a sixteen team uh, league. So you know the roster is obviously a little less loaded than than you might be might be used to uh, in a in a twelve team kind of league. So why don't you? Why don't you talk us through your starting lineup from from last week, and, and we'll go from there. Of course, of course. So um, last week was actually one of the worst performances I put up because a few of my players ended up coming out of the game. Um, yeah. So it wasn't what I needed, but it it was fine. So um, I traded for Kirk Cousins because in this league, um, you'll see the other. QBs that I have. Um, what I tried to do was trade. So I ended up taking the 101 in the draft. Um, yes. As in the, the rookie draft, because we drafted picks within the, the startup because it was this year. Um, yeah. I took the 101. I traded back to the 105, I think it was. Um, yeah. And I was hoping for Kenny Pickett to drop. And I was trying to trade mm. up, but Kenny Pickett went. So um, I have a very weapon heavy roster but my qbs are a bit lackluster hence why i've traded mm. for kirk cousins yeah. um so kirk cousins in my qb um spot derrick henry and travis etienne in my running back spots um Devontae adams and christian watson in my wide receiver spots evan engram in my tight end spots um yep it is tight end premium um an extra nice. 0.5 um points per reception Jeff Wilson in the only flex spot there is. And then um, okay. I don't know why it's got Garrett Wilson in the super flex spot because um, Aaron Rodgers was definitely in that spot um, last week. Hmm. So um, other QBs, I've got Jacoby Brissett, who has obviously lost his job to yep. Sean Watson, who we spoke about earlier, mm-hmm. um, Aaron Rodgers and um, Sam Darnold, who... Is on a bye this week, even though he's just got the starting roll back. So, yes. Uh-huh. Um, you can see why I needed to trade for a um, quarterback. And then, of course, Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers um, yes. is injured, may not even play. We don't we don't know that situation yet. So that's an interesting yeah. one. 
What um, year before before we jump in? Actually, that's because we we just we just gloss over Aaron Rodgers. You're obviously a, a Packers fan, right? I am. What what is going on with Aaron Rodgers, Liam? What what what's He's up? Do you think it's the thumb? Think it's the thumb? I think to an extent it is the thumb. Um, I think that he's also not playing as well, um, not trusting his receivers as much, quite evidently. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think it also doesn't help that the wide receiver room has had so many injuries that he can't produce that constant um, chemistry with any one of his wide receivers because mm. Lazard has been injured during the season. Christian Watson has been in and out of the lineup with injuries. Um, Romeo Dobbs is maybe coming back this week from a, an ankle sprain. Um, yeah. Randall Cobb has been placed on IR. Amari Rogers has been released. Samori Torre has been in, in for a select few snaps and made a few good plays, and that's about it. Um, so that's the wide receiver room. There's a few others, but they're the names that people are going to know. And mm. when I tell you that every single one of those wide receivers have been injured at some point during the season and have missed portions of the game, if not a full game, it's hard to miss that there's just no chemistry between Rogers and the rest of them. He's starting to get that with um, Dobbs before he got injured. He's starting to yeah. get that with Christian Watson now. He's obviously got that with Alan Lazard previously, but he's not been on the field as much. Um, so I'm going to put it down to Aaron. So I'm not taking away from Aaron Rodgers not playing at MVP level because he's not. Yeah. But there's also other reasons and other factors that people probably aren't even thinking about. Um, but he is also injured, and I think that thumb is affecting him. If you if you just watch the spirals that he's throwing, they're not as tight mm. as usual. They often Aaron Rodgers can flick the ball, and it looks like a bullet coming out of a barrel of a gun. It's just yeah. spinning that tightly that it doesn't wobble. Whereas if you watch a lot of Aaron Rodgers' throws this year, it's just been. It, it's still tight, don't get me wrong. I mean, for an NFL, I, I'm not going to throw it any better than him, so I'm not taking it away from him. But um, but for an NFL quarterback, it's considered a bit wobbly. Um, and, yeah, I, I think it's just, a, I'd say, a, not a perfect storm, but a horrible storm for Aaron Rodgers in terms of this season in general. Yeah, I just think he's... You know, the, the news about he's been playing with a broken thumb has kind of made me move slightly back a bit but I, I went on record and I was like he's done I said that I was like he's finished but the broken thumb I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to reel back in because man that must suck playing with a broken thumb for what five six weeks that's gotta affect your game so yeah. I'm retracting slightly after finding that <laughs> out but um yeah oh the only way is up surely right right I mean I hope so I'm a Packers <laughs> fan and we're not used to not making the playoffs so yeah. Um, I, I really hope so. Yeah, so that's what we'll maybe get to Aaron Rodgers to see if he's he's starting in a in a minute. So sorry, you got to you got to well, Clyde Edwards alert, right? I'm a Chiefs fan, so yeah. you can you can throw Clyde Edwards alert right back at me, I suppose. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah, Clyde Edwards alert. I was really high on him, and then he did well for the yeah. first few weeks. Tried to sell him yeah. no one bit, and then he's just yeah. I, I don't even know what he is anymore. You you could probably tell me more. Um, well, I think Ali. That. Our friend Ali Cook said it best when he talks about Clyde Edwards hilarious, right? That's just that's about as as well as you can put it. The guy's just a yeah. joke now, right? It's um yeah, he's not doing too much. And then the guy underneath him, Zach Moss, right? Not not too far away. No, not too far away, Zach Moss, yeah. Um and then 
Antonio Gibson, who has been up and down this year. Yeah. Um, Jamichael Hasty, a waiver wire yeah, yeah. pickup, um, and mm-hmm. then ended up doing pretty well last week. Um, just as a kind of a handcuff to Etienne, I suppose. Um, yeah. When when James Robinson was traded, I decided to pick him up. Mm-hmm. Um, Caleb Huntley did well a few for a few weeks, and uh, yep. just the, these we in a sixteen team league with this deep of roster. Um, most of these guys are speculative ads. Um, yeah. I mean, DeAndre Carter, LaVisca Chenault, who I was massive on. He was actually my wide receiver too before uh, the rookie draft because I yeah. knew I was just going to pick up a bunch of wide receiver rookies. Um, Jahan Dotson. And then mm-hmm. moving over to backup tight ends, we've got um, Austin Hooper and um, Hayden Hurst, who has been pretty good for me. And yeah, then, absolutely. If you really wanted to go into injured reserve, um, John Mechie is on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and will be soon. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and then the taxi that I'm not looking to take anyone off is Malik Willis, Isaiah um, Likely, and Hassan Haskins as well. All right, all right. So you know what for for a 16 team, that's a it's a pretty strong roster. So I think you usually have a bit more like fluff about a roster like that. Said. So I think you've done a, a really good job of building that. So. Let's see if we can get you a, a starting lineup for this week then. So will we will we start off at the quarterback position and see who we got? Of course, yeah. So we've got Kirk Cousins, um, yeah. and then Jacoby Brissett, who isn't starting. Yeah. Sam Darnold, who is on a bye, and then Aaron yeah. Rodgers, who is potentially injured. Um yeah. I have seen reports that he wants to play until um they are ma- uh, the Packers are mathematically eliminated from playoff contention and once they they can't then that's going to be a discussion for whether love comes in um Mm -hmm. but i don't know whether the packers are going to see that any differently especially with rogers injuries as well as uh, because he suffered some rib injuries um during Mm -hmm. the game last week and he actually missed half or just over half uh, just under half the game sorry so uh, this is quite an interesting one i want to get your opinion on this max yeah so (sighs) It's hard to tell with Rodgers, right? I've actually started in leagues that I have him in my I started to try and just move away from him if possible. Uh, I've been a move I've been trying to make is giving Aaron Rodgers and a first to get Trevor Lawrence, which has worked in two or three leagues, um, which has been quite nice. I don't know. I I think I think he will play. If there's any chance Aaron Rodgers is going to play, I think that the the Packers will go out and start him. I don't think Jordan Love, even though he actually he looked all right coming in, you know, last week, I don't think that they're going to be comfortable starting him. Um, so Rodgers, I wouldn't start him in that quarterback position. I think Kirk Cousins is definitely safe, but I think you could throw him in your super flex for now, right? Unless there's any any news comes out. Yeah, I think super flex is the. Uh... Is the place to put him the because I've yeah. got so many options. If Rogers it doesn't play as well, um, yeah. it might be worth putting like a guy like Garrett Wilson in who would have scored me more points last week than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So let's let's leave Rogers there for now and have a look. I mean, what an awesome room of, of running backs there. I don't know if we're unless you know Travis Travis Etienne is is going to end up missing time. I think Henry and, and Etienne are. Are two very solid teams. Although, is, 
playing against the Eagles, Eagles are obviously being been good against, you know, I mean, they've been good against the run and they've been good against the pass. They've been good against everything this year. Um, does that give you any pause or is it just like, nah, you have to start Derrick Henry? You have to start Derrick Henry. Yeah. I mean, start of the year when he didn't start off very, um, very good, I was a bit concerned, um, mm. especially as I drafted guys like Devontae Adams, um, Aaron Rodgers, who also didn't mm-hmm. start the year off very well. Yeah. Um, that week one was not very nice for me because I was just <laughs> thinking, ah, uh, what have I done? I've, I've gone yeah. half and half, which is what I don't normally do. I normally tend to commit to win now or I tend to commit yeah. to winning in the next two years. Um, whereas with this, because I got Derek Henry and Devontae Adams in very good spots, um, yeah. I decided to take them, even though I ended up having three to four first round rookie picks. So mm-hmm. um it was it was not my usual one but yeah for Derrick Henry I'm I'm starting him every week there's there's yeah. not a chance unless it's obviously week six when he had his bye yeah absolutely and, and I think probably the same with, with Travis Etienne right if he's healthy he's been playing really really well I didn't see anyone in particular you know, leaping out of me on your on your running back bench unless you can scroll back down and show us who was yeah. on your bench again just to make sure Jeff yeah so so Travis Etienne um and then you've also got Jeff Wilson in my flex spot currently. Um, We'll ignore Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You've got Zach Moss, Antonio Gibson, um, which is the Mm -hmm. name that I've been kind of drawn to a little bit, and Jermichael Mm -hmm. Hasty. So we could kind of consider that spot as a running, uh, a Jaguars running back room spot, Mm -hmm. I suppose. Or um, if you don't feel comfortable, we move Jeff Wilson up into that spot and we look at Etienne slash whoever in the flex. Yeah, I think I think um, Etienne, I'd be happy with, especially playing against the Detroit Lions, who you know do tend to leak oh, points. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're you got to be happy with Derrick Henry and Travis Etienne in there, and then yeah, Gibson's an interesting one. I think we maybe have a discussion later about you know if if Jeff Wilson's going to stay in that slot or is Gibson or or a wide receiver going to come in. But I think your running backs, I'd be pretty happy with with both Henry and and Travis Etienne for sure, and. Wide receivers, Devontae Adams and Christian Watson in there at the minute. So who's Garrett Wilson was there, right, as an option. So who who else have you got, just in case I forgot? Yeah, so Garrett Wilson was an option for me. Um, DeAndre Carter, LaVisca Chenault's on a bye, and Jahan Dotson with a a name. So, um, I mean, I think Garrett Wilson is the guy that I'm going to take over Christian Wilson right now. Oh, Christian Watson right now. Um, But I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I would I would do the same. I mean, Garrett Wilson, I mean, what a I don't know if it was Garrett Wilson or if it was Elijah Moore was like talking to the, the Jets press after and it's like, that's the real New York Jets. So it's like, man, Zach Wilson's getting absolutely crucified here, right? Like saying that that's the real Massively. team without him playing. So yeah, but they look good. So uh, I mean Garrett Wilson is a phenomenal talent and yeah, I expect him to just keep producing. You know, it's going up against the the Vikings, who it's the Vikings are one of those strange teams right now. It's kind of hard to to judge. They keep winning, but it's kind of hard to to judge them, right? Yeah, definitely. I I don't understand their record. They I I've got a Vikings fan in one of the leagues that I constantly um, mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm the most active in in terms of chat, and he constantly says he has no idea how the team is 
is that good in terms of their record. They, I think they're one of the luckiest teams with that record that I, I've mm. seen personally in the past 10 years that I've been watching the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not to take away from them because they've been, they have been winning games. It's not like they've yeah. looked their way there. They found ways to win. And um, yeah, I think that it's definitely something to consider. The thing that made me think Wilson over Watson is that secondary is really banged up. They've just lost their yeah. um, top corner in terms of um, Cam Dantzler, I believe, has mm-hmm. got some sort of injury that may hold him out this game. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he, that that's something to maybe consider as well. Um, although I still like Watson and I've played him for the past three weeks. That's my claim to fame or claim to flame, should I say. Clean, oh, I absolutely love that. Clean, I've got to use that. I love that show as well. Clean the use it, use fan. it. That is fantastic. Yeah, so we'll get Garrett Wilson and Devontae Adams locked in there. And a tight end. we got Evan Ingram on it. Evan Ingram, he has been good this year, right? It's been really nice to see him kind of return to return to form like he was. Was it all the way back in his rookie year he had that one good year? It was. Right? It was, wow. yeah. Yeah. Um, I was really high on Evan Engram going into the year, and I although I didn't think that he was going to return to that top five upside that he showed in yeah. his his rookie year. I, I mean, Doug Peterson loves his tight ends, and um, everyone expected that offense to take a step forward, but no one expected it to have any effect on the tight ends, which I thought was a bit weird. Um, yeah, especially so, since I think I can't remember who it was. Somebody told me that. The Doug Peterson has never had a wide receiver be his most targeted player on an offense ever. I wish I was armed with that in the offseason because that is incredible. That would have been incredible to try and push Evan Engram as as my guy. Yeah. But yeah. Um so Evan Engram is the is my starter. He's been up and down this year, but against the Detroit Lions defense, I feel like yeah. I'm gonna start him. Um, yeah, my absolutely. other options are Austin Hooper and um, Hayden Hurst. So, no, I mean he, Hayden Hurst pretty good for a bye week, right? But yeah. I wouldn't be I, would, I wouldn't be throwing him in, in there over Evan Ingram against the against the Lions. So yeah, I think you got to feel pretty good about Evan Ingram and and the last one was it is Jeff Wilson in that flex spot, right? Is that our last? Yeah, yeah. yeah so Jeff Wilson in that flex spot. Um, I mean. For some reason, that tab doesn't want to respond right now. Um, there, there we go. go. So, there Jeff go. Wilson um, in that flex spot. So, Mags, is there anyone that caught your eye, like uh, Christian Watson or uh, Antonio yeah. Gibson, maybe? Yeah, th- those are the two that are so, uh, sneakily maybe DeAndre Carter, but I think his time is kind of done now that Keenan Allen's back. Um mm-hmm. So Gibson against the against the Giants, who are kind of sliding a little bit, right? The Giants and the and the Commanders are kind of going the opposite direction. So Gibson does stand out there. Christian Watson against Chicago is really interesting, but um, that's due to be, as you can see there by the little emoji, due to be a windy game. We don't know who's throwing the ball. I think if you get clearance, that is definitely going to be Aaron Rodgers, and you you might think about putting in Christian Watson. What I would probably do if I were you here, Liam, is I would actually look at who you're playing. Are you projected to win by a landslide? Is it a tight game? Are you projected to lose? I think if you're projected to win by a landslide, you go with the safe option. That's Jeff Wilson. If you're projected to lose, you go with the riskier one, which is probably Christian Watson. That's probably what I would do here. Well, 
Um, we're looking at um, an opponent where I'm 65 to 35% um, win probability. So um, I don't know how that affects your your thought process here, Max. He's currently 8 and 16 because we use the median um as an extra as a extra yeah. game because there's so many people um in this league or so many teams in this <coughs> league it'd, it'd yeah. be tough to have playoff spots based on just yeah. just the 14 games in the season so looking Absolutely. at his lineup he has set it um maybe Elijah Mitchell slides into his running back two role over um yeah. Rex Burkhead but apart from that he doesn't really have anyone else to slide in there so um yeah, I'm I think thinking we... we could probably go safe here with Jeff Wilson. I would 100% do that there. Just, yeah, you don't need to take any risks. And I think out of the two of them, the lower the lower floor is probably Christian Watson. He probably might have the, the higher ceiling, but I think Jeff Wilson's got a nice yeah. sort of sweet spot in there that he'll, he'll get you the points that you need. So I'd be happy keeping Jeff Wilson in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, do you want to move on to the super flex spot in case Aaron Rodgers doesn't play? I thought. Yeah. That was so. Yeah. Let, let's say Rodgers is ruled out. Then let's see who we can who we can kind of put in instead. I don't think there is a a quarterback option because I mean Brissett's not going to play, right? So you're you're going to stick in a a receiver or a or exactly, a running back, yeah. right? So, so I'm highlighting the flex spot because uh, the quarterbacks, there's not another one that I'd play. Um, yeah, so Antonio Gibson, Christian Watson, Jahan mm-hmm. Dotson are probably the three. Maybe Hayden Hurst, if you wanted that safe floor. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. Um, where, where would you go with this one? I, I think I already know my answer, but I want to hear your thoughts before I say anything. I think out of the options you have there, I think you might go Christian Watson out of out of those guys. I mean, Chicago have looked better, but I mean the the defense they've lost Robert Quinn, they've lost Roquan Smith. They're kind of a bit rudderless on the defensive side. So you'd imagine if Aaron Rodgers is playing, that's something. Or that well, I suppose if Aaron Rodgers plays, then you don't. All oh, right, okay, that that does change it, right? Because exactly, you take Aaron Rodgers out because he's not playing. So then, do you put Christian Watson in with Jordan Love playing? Probably not, right? Exactly. That's where I was thinking about this, and um, I think I'm leaning to Antonio Gibson yeah. um, purely because um, if you take Aaron Rodgers out of the equation, do I trust Jordan Love to? play a full mistake-free game and be able to get Christian Watson the ball constantly. I don't think so. I think that the no. running game will take a lot of that, especially with it being windy. Yeah. Um, so even though Antonio Gibson has had a um uh, did not practice this week, uh this mm-hmm. today, I believe it is, um, or Thursday. So even though that's happened, I think that it could be just Antonio Gibson being rested. Um yeah. although I could be completely wrong. And if he's not playing, then I don't really have a choice. And I play Christian Watson over Jahan Dotson. Yeah. Yeah, fair. But I think I think for now, for now yeah, obviously leave Rodgers in. But all, you know, if Rodgers is ruled out, then yeah, I would I would throw in Antonio Gibson. I'm, I'm right there in agreement with you, Liam. So do you, do you want to read out then your, your starting lineup for now, at least anyway, for, for this week coming up? Of course. So 
Um, starting quarterback is Kirk Cousins. Then running backs, we've got uh, Travis Etienne and Derek Henry. And then at wide receivers, we've got Garrett Wilson and Devontae Adams. Tight end, we've got Evan Engram. The single flex spot is Jeff Wilson. And then currently in my super flex, we've got Aaron Rodgers. Sounds like a winning team to me, mate. So hopefully that that comes through for you there and all ends up well. So let's let's pull that away and let's let's chuck up. I've got one of my teams here, and this is this is a contending team. This is on uh, oh, second mention of the show for Ali Cook. It's one of Ali Cook's leagues, the, <laughs> the the Dynasty Grill in, Invitational League, I think it's called. So um, I'm I think in second place currently. So let's have a little look at my lineup from last week. Um, and then see if we want to make any changes for, for this week. So last week, I had uh, Tua in at quarterback. My two running backs were Latavius Murray and David Montgomery, who I just traded for um, to bring in. I think Interesting. I think I got David Montgomery for a second-round pick in that league, which I was very, very pleased with. Um, it was right after the Herbert news came out, so I was like, I'll take some Montgomery. Um, we've got three wide receivers. I mean, oh, my goodness, look at that. Chris Godwin, <laughs> CeeDee Lamb, and Justin Jefferson. At uh, tight end, we got George Kittle. And then in the flex spots here, we got uh, Gus the Bus Edwards, Michael Pittman Jr. Jr. And then we had, yeah, we had, we had Kyle Allen in the super flex that week. Wow. Um, hopefully, we got we had some people on bye or some people injured, right? Um, so let's see if we can replace some of these players and and see who's, who's lurking on the bench then. So first of all, you know, quarterback Tua. Tua, for me is a sneaky outside chance to win MVP this year. That's how well I think he's playing. What do you think about Tua? I kind of like that shout. I think it's a bit spicy for for people, mm-hmm. but I think that with the level that he is increased by and and how well the, the, the passing game is going in general um, when he's played, I think that it's definitely in consideration. Um and the fact that his injury start happened at the start of the season, not at the end, has probably helped him a lot. Because if yeah. it happens at the end, then um, MVP unfortunately does look like it ends up being voted on based on recency rather than four year um, mm. to an extent. So, or a, recency is at least taken into account. So, um, I, I do like to as a as a dark horse MVP candidate. I don't think he'll win, but I think that it's a I think it's an interesting call. Yeah, exactly. They, the NFL are just going to probably give it to Aaron Rodgers again, right, Liam? That's what they always do, right? They just said, give it to that I, guy. I wish, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I two, wish I'm, we I'm, wouldn't be as bad as we are at the moment, <laughs> if that's the case. Yeah. So, so two, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be happy with, with two, but let's have a little look and see what the other options are at, at quarterback, because I'm pretty sure we will place old Kyle on there before Tua. So right away we can see we have Deshaun Watson oh, we and we know. got we got Davis Mills. I don't think we got anyone else in there. So immediately you're probably thinking the same thing as me, which is we take out Kyle Allen, we put in Deshaun Watson, right? Oh no, I thought Davis Mills was going to be your, your super flex. <laughs> I mean, I do love me some Davis Mills. I mean, but um, Come I, on, I, put, I, put Watson in there. That's not even a question. Yeah. Let's get Deshaun Watson in there. And this is an this is the really interesting time for Dynasty because I mean Deshaun Watson coming back 
has been what a lot of teams have kind of been waiting for, right? A lot of people, I mean, myself included, I'm going to be full, fully transparent, have used what has happened with Deshaun Watson to go and buy Deshaun Watson for really cheap or draft Deshaun Watson far later than his talent is worth. How much of an impact do you think this is going to make long-term uh, for Dynasty, that a player of this magnitude coming back for so little uh, what most people have paid from at this stage? What, what kind of impact do you think that's going to make? If you're in a rebuild and you've got Deshaun Watson, it's going to turn your rebuild right around and you should have been planning yep. on that type of impact, um, yep. in my opinion. Um, if you're a contender and you've been waiting for Deshaun Watson to come back, you're you're instantly going to get one of the the elite talents in in fantasy quarterback that mm-hmm. that you're going to see in the league. Um, I think that it's interesting because um, I know a lot of people, especially when this sort of stuff happens, completely remove that those guys from any rosters that they have and say don't want them. And yeah. I can't fault that approach. Like, if, yeah. if that's how you want to play fantasy, then that's how you do. Um, personally, I it doesn't bother me in terms of fantasy what mm-hmm. you do with players like that. If you want to get rid of them, go for it. If you don't, then then that's fine. I think that in cash leagues, um, I'm taking ad- every advantage that I can get, and that is an advantage. It sounds horrible, um, mm-hmm. but... Um, no matter what I do with a fantasy team, it's not going to change what's happening in real life. And that's kind of just the way that I see it. Um, so I know that a guy um, that I do a podcast every week with, Rich, has had Deshaun Watson for the past two years in his top eight quarterbacks in Dynasty, waiting yeah. for this moment for him to come back. And um, Rich has been on this for a lot longer than I have. Um, last year, I was really, really sceptical on... Sean Watson because I didn't know whether he was going to play, whether he was going to be out for a further year, as in the whole of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as that suspension came down, there's only um, 11 weeks that, or, or 12 weeks, sorry, because it's 11 games. Um, in, in Sean Watson instantly was in my top. I think it's my QB7 at the moment. I think he's kind of stayed around that. He's been quite stable because... Yeah. Players have moved up and down around him, but I've he he's not done anything to move up or down, so I've not really moved him. So um, I think if you could have if you got him cheap, then that's going to massively change the outlook of some rosters that um, most people. When, uh, when I say most people, I mean people outside of you. Um, if he's on mm. your roster, would yeah. have really thought of because they might be looking at your team going, okay, you're you're on the fringe of playoffs. You're you're what nine and one that's probably a little bit high, say say six and seven or, or yeah. seven and six, mm-hmm. or, however it is. Um, yeah. You're maybe fringe playoffs and they're looking at you going, mm, okay. But in reality, you've actually had a Kyle Allen, uh, Davis Mills or someone along those lines. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got, and now you're slotting in uh, a guy that can score top five in any given week, even, even top one, any given week. Um, yeah. That's going to be incredible for a lot of dynasty rosters. Yeah, this is the guy that his last full season led the NFL in passing yards with Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. And now he's got Amari Cooper, he's got David Njoku, you've got Donovan Peoples-Jones, you know, a much 
better set of receiving weapons than he had. Obviously, he'll be a bit rusty. I'm not. I'm not expecting huge things really from him this year. I think running into next year, it's Definitely. yeah, that's going to be really, really good. And that's kind of one of the things you have to look at in Dynasty is that long term play. So we'll get we'll get the Sean Watson locked in there playing against the the Texans and. I also want to say, just as a caveat, man, I really hope the Texans win that game. How good a story would that be, right? I, I would <laughs> love it if that happened. I'd absolutely love it. Um, yeah, we'll go full. I don't Kevin think it'll Keegan, happen, right? but I'd love it. Yeah, yeah. So that would be that would be the ideal scenario. Is you know, Deshaun Watson does come back, but but loses to the Texans. That'd be great. I'd love to see that. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to the the running back room and Latavius Murray in there. Obviously, he's the the lead back now over at at the Denver Broncos, and, and David Montgomery, who I picked up to, to kind of strengthen my running back room. Let's let's have a look and see if there's anyone we can bring in to replace him. we got Gus Edwards, who's in the flex spot there for now. Apart from that, we got Leonard Fournette, who is you know still questionable. Uh, Jerick McKinnon, who's a, like a, a nice little guy to, to throw in every now and again. And and that that's really it. So it's it's between you know Leonard, Leonard Fournette and, and Jerick McKinnon there, or, or we stick with Latavius Murray and David Montgomery, any of those two guys you would think of swapping out? Like you think of Fournette and for Murray, or, or what do you think? Um, I think I'm sticking with those where I'm looking is your flex spots for yeah. Leonard Fournette if he plays because he's just been a solid starter. Um, mm-hmm. But at the moment, he's logging limited practices. So yeah. um, he still may not play but it's trending in the right direction. But at the moment, for your running back spots, I, I'd keep it as is. Yeah, definitely. And, and I'm thinking probably the wide receiver room will stay the same. Chris, God- Chris Godman like, had an amazing week last week. He's going to have an amazing week against the Saints as well because Mike Evans is going to fight with Marshall Lattimore immediately and get ejected from the game. So it's going to be only <laughs> Godwin, right? So I think Godwin's probably going to have another big game against the Saints. But let's... Let's highlight and, and see if there is anyone we might want to bring into that wide receiver room just in case. Michael Pittman Jr. is there in one of the flex spots. Apart from that, we got Mike Williams, who's questionable. We got Ben Skoranek in there as well, who's, I mean, who knows what to do with that Rams receiving court at the minute. But yeah, Mike, Mike Williams up against the Raiders is the only other one there that I might consider. But are you thinking to swap out anybody there? No, I'm th- I'm thinking keeping the, those uh, those four, and I'm going to include Michael Pittman. Um, yeah. So Mike Williams is currently missing practices. He re-aggravated that high ankle sprain that held him out for a good few weeks. So yeah. um, when he's healthy, he's brilliant. He's just not healthy often enough. Um, no. So yeah, I I'd keep those four wide receivers in. And the reason I'm saying four is because. Mags, I know that from previous episodes you've been told to get the the Tuesday games out of your your main spots, and Godwin sat there with Pittman in your flex, so you need to swap those over eventually. Oh, I will. I'll, I'll sort that out. I usually do that right after um, finishing recording, and uh, so record on Thursday. I'm calling usually, you out. <laughs> yeah, right, right after finishing, I'll I swap out all the all the guys to make sure they're in the, the right place. So I'll. I'll make sure to do that. I did a little YouTube video <laughs> telling people to do that. So I have to follow my own advice, right? Um, so we got then tight end. We got George Kittle. I don't know if there's anyone. Zach Ertz, unfortunately, on IR. We got your oh, your guy, man. Evan Ingram, in there, right? Uh, Tommy Tremble and Daniel Bellinger, who's still not back from that horrendous eye injury he, he suffered. Um, so I suppose well, then we're talking, do we have George Kittle or do we... Kind of risk that Evan Ingram up against the Lions will will score more points than Kittle will against the the Dolphins. What do you think there? 
It's interesting because Kittle is either a tight end one this season, um, as mm-hmm. in like a top seven tight end is is his in his peak performances. Um, yeah, or he's in the top. Is it is tight end twenty or worse? He he is yeah. literally there's, there's no middle ground. He's either mm. tight end seven or better, or tight end twenty or worse. Um, when he's played, should I add that? Um, mm-hmm. So he. He's got that ceiling, and I think you've got to play him for that ceiling. Um, yeah. The way that I've started to shift my dynasty rosters or all rosters is um, I play for the ceiling of my roster rather than uh, trying to play it safe. So, um, yeah, I, I think you. I think I'd play Kittle over Engram for that 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 top mm-hmm. type ten ceiling. I could also understand why you'd want to go Engram over Kittle because Engram has had that kind of safer floor. Um, he's yeah. been a bit more consistent this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But I think you're you're right. I'll I kick myself if George Kittle ends up scoring big points, right? But I'll feel yeah. less annoyed if Evan Engram works because I'll be like, well, I had to yeah. start Kittle, right? So I'll, I'll keep <laughs> yeah. Kittle there for now. And then the the last real discussion then because Michael Pittman, we're probably pretty happy with Gus Edwards is here. So is Leonard Fournette going to come in? Mike Williams, we know, probably isn't. Evan Ingram could come in there as well, right, who we just talked about. So do you think we should be taking Gus Edwards out, who's playing up against the, the Denver Broncos, um, or should we keep in Gus the bus? What are you thinking? Um, that's meant to be a windy game, the um, Ravens mm-hmm. versus the Broncos. So that yeah. could be a very heavy run game uh, script. Mm-hmm. The issue with it even being a run game script is he's never going to be the lead workhorse because that's going to be Lamar, regardless of yeah who who is back there, whether it's J.K. Dobbins, whether it's him, whether it's Kenyon Drake, as we've seen a few year, few times this yeah. year. Um, Lamar's still going to be essentially a running back by com- committee um, mm-hmm. guy in there. So um, I personally would be looking at putting... Fournette in over Gus if Fournette mm-hmm. is cleared to go. But with how yeah. late that game is, because that's the, yeah. the um, Monday night game, mm-hmm. I think I just have to play it safe and take the guaranteed points from um, Edwards just in case Fournette is declared out, unless it comes out that Fournette is um, is more than likely to play and uh, unless it's like a, a pre-game warm-up injury. Yeah. Then I'd probably, probably swap Fournette in. Yeah, that's exactly what I think I'm going to do. I'm going to wait and see. You know, I'm going to be scanning. You know, Ian Rappaport on, on Twitter. That's where I always go for my my injury news. So yeah. I'm going to look out for that and and make sure that there's there's no news about Edward. I mean, in all likelihood, I mean, Gus Edwards probably going to get injured between this this recording and and the <laughs> game anyway, right? So yeah. so he'll probably not be playing anywhere. So we'll we'll leave him in there and and let's let's do that, right? Let's get Michael Pittman up there before before I get in too much trouble, right? So we'll put him up there. <laughs> um, and that uh, that brings us to the end. So let's have a little look then at the at the team. I don't think we changed too much. So we got Tua in there. We got Latavius Murray and David Montgomery in at running back. We got Chris Godwin, Ceedee Lamb, and Michael Pittman Jr. in at right receiver. George Kill in at tight end with Gus Edwards and Justin Jefferson in at the flex spots. And then to Sean Watson coming back. You know, for his first game back in what two years? Two years? Yeah, it, it will be about two years. Yeah. Wow. So first game back, couldn't ask for an easier matchup against the against the Texans in a dome as well. So let's see how that 
works out. Hopefully I win there. And and with that, Liam, that, that brings us to the end of the show. I just want to say thank you so much for coming back onto the show again. Had had tons of fun as as I expected I would. And uh, do you just want to remind everyone listening where they can find you online before you head off? Yeah, of course. So um, on Twitter, it's at the FSA tweets. Um, you can find any work that I produce that would be the podcast. Anything that I end up writing is at Five Yard Dynasty. Um, while you're over there, check out all the other writers. Um, they produce great content. And then um, go get your tickets at UKFFC on Facebook yes. or at underscore UKFFC on Twitter um, for the UK Fantasy Football Collective event that is going to be on the 8th of July 2023. You'll see both myself and Mags there and probably a lot of Mags' guests that he's had on previously Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, absolutely. There'll be lots of people there. It was lots of fun last year. It'll definitely be, you know, more of the same this year. And guys, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you're you're hitting subscribe, giving giving some nice reviews wherever you are. And, you know, if you really enjoyed it, look, we got back here. Oh, it's the other way now. I've moved it. Over here, we got our <laughs> hall. Of, we got our hall of flame. So the more thumbs up that this video gets, that the higher up Liam will end up on the hall of flame. He could make it up into the top three. That's that's up to you. So so give it a thumbs up and let's let's get him up there. So Liam, mate, thank you again so much for for coming on and spending some time on on the hot seat once again. And and thanks everyone again for listening. And you know, until next time, just remember keep yourselves and your teams lit. And good luck this week. Bye.